If you walk into a physical therapy clinic for any running injury, they might tell you you have weak glutes. So you go through some rehab exercises, throw in some clamshells, side steps, and leg lifts to strengthen your glutes, but has your running actually improved from these exercises? And how important are the glutes and the famous gluteus medius that we see all over social media? That's exactly what we're going to be diving into today so you can run stronger and prevent injuries. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Welcome back, runner. I'm Dr. Lisa, your physical therapist for running injuries and prevention, and it's been a little bit since we've talked about the booty, specifically the gluteus medius. This poor muscle gets blamed for a lot. Knee pain, strengthen the gluteus medius. Hip pain, strengthen the gluteus medius. Low back pain, do your clamshells every day and strengthen the gluteus medius. But is that actually going to get someone out of pain? Because if that's the case, theoretically, we could just do clamshells and never have knee pain, hip pain, or low back pain again. Unfortunately, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And I want to break down why the gluteus medius is not the answer for every running injury, what the role is, and how you can strengthen it. My treatment for running injuries has changed a lot over the past years because I know more than I did as a new grad, obviously, plus I read research and I can test it out on my one-on-one clients, which I always find the most interesting because I would say 95% of my one-on-one clients that I treat virtually have already seen an in-person PT before they see me. So out of the 95%, I would say majority of those clients doesn't even matter what injury that they have, whether it's at the toe, the ankle, the knee, the hip, the low back, they have done those clamshell side steps, leg lifts and bridges because the PT said the cause of their pain is the gluteus medius. Now they give the patient four to six weeks of strengthening, sometimes eight weeks, and ideally the pain would decrease. But what happens when it doesn't. That's when I see them. But unfortunately, majority of PTs are still out there giving those same exercises and not progressing runners like they should. So I know going into my assessment that strengthening the gluteus medius might not decrease the pain, right? I mean, being a PT is all about putting together different puzzle pieces to figure everything out and look at the whole picture. But can I actually conclude that strengthening the gluteus medius will take the pain away? But when I see the patient, I walk them through different movements. I can't conclude that strengthening the gluteus medius will take the pain away. But what I can conclude is that strengthening the hip abductors and hip external rotators did not take the pain away. Because let's face it, the gluteus medius does a lot more than hip abduction and hip external rotation. So I don't want to group together and conclude that the gluteus medius is weak and that's why someone was in pain. But let's go over some anatomy just so I can walk you through and explain this. 
The gluteus medius is a hip stability muscle that runs right under the iliac crest on the pelvis to the proximal femur. It's shaped like a wide fan. Think about like a fan that you would fan yourself off with on a hot day. Not an overhead ceiling fan, but like if you were at a hot wedding and they'd give you a fan to fan yourself. So if you think about this fan that you're waving, it's shaped wide to narrow and narrow is where you hold it. This shape causes the muscle to have different directions of muscle fibers. Some are running straight towards your face as you fan it. Some are running a little bit out to the side just because it goes narrow to wide. So they're not all running parallel to each other. All that means is the gluteus medius has a couple different actions of the hip, some including hip abduction, single leg stability, internal rotation from the anterior fibers in the front of the hip, and external rotation. And this is exactly why I could not conclude with majority of my one-on-one clients that the gluteus medius is weak because we have addressed hip abduction and hip external rotation in in in-person PT, but we have not addressed internal rotation or single leg stability. And we cannot forget about those two muscle actions because they're super important when it comes to running. So now you know the anatomy of it in the background, let's talk about what the role is when you're running. Because ideally, our rehab should be very specific to running. So the first thing let's talk about is single leg stability, just because I think that this is one of the most important roles that it plays. Maybe you've heard of hip drop in a runner. Basically, that's when the pelvis drops on the contralateral or opposite side. So if I'm looking at someone running from the back view and their left leg is on the ground and stance phase, the right leg is swinging through, I might notice that the pelvis on the right side is dropping and that's the leg that's swinging through. And this could be due to left-sided gluteus medius weakness because it is going, the left gluteus medius is going to control the opposite side hip drop or pelvic stability in that single leg stance. This is super, super important because it also can control what's happening at the knee because the hip does control the knee. A good way to test single leg stability, if you're curious if you do this, one, you can record yourself running from the back, slow it down, and just pay attention to what your pelvis is doing when the left leg's on the ground and then the right leg's on the ground. Another good way to test it is with mirror feedback into a single leg squat. So what you can do is stand on one leg, place your hands on your pelvis or like your hips, the sides of your pelvis, lift the other leg up. So you're standing on the left leg, let's say the right leg's lifted in the air straight in front of you and your hands are on your pelvis. You're going to squat down as far as you can and back up. I want you to pay attention to what your hands are doing. Are they staying in line with each other or is one side dropping? Now, chances are if it's dropping, then it's probably dropping when you're running just because that require running requires more impact as you know. Now, when you do this, if you notice that it's dropping, I want you to also just compare it to the other side just for reference. You may also notice when you perform a single leg squat that your knee is caving in as you squat down. Or you may notice it might not be caving in directly towards the other leg. It might be caving in and then out and looking a little shaky as I like to call it. This is also contributed to weak hip adductors and therefore the hip is going to go into adduction. So if a muscle controls 
the abductors, which means your hip is coming out to the side and that's weak. It's just going to fly into adduction because it doesn't have that strength or stability. So let's go back to the runner who went to PT, let's say for knee pain, they did the clamshells, the side steps, the leg lifts, and not one of those exercises address single leg stability, which is 100% required to run efficient, and it could be contributing to the pain. While side steps do address hip abduction, bringing the leg out to the side, this looks like when you have a resistance band on your ankles and you're just performing side steps to each side. It's still not in a single leg position like a single leg squat. And if you're doing side steps, there's nothing wrong with that to start with, but it needs to progress into a single leg position. And unfortunately, we don't see that a lot in in in-person PT. The other major role the gluteus medius plays when you're running is to control the amount of internal rotation during stance phase. So again, stance phase is if I'm striding forward on my right side, my right foot hits the ground and then my left leg starts to swing through. So my right side would be in stance phase and it's controlling the amount of hip internal rotation during stance phase because again, the gluteus medius really controls hip external rotation and if it's weak, that hip is just gonna swing into too much internal rotation. And that's just going to cause more compensations when you're running, especially if you're building mileage quickly, like training for a race. But this is where things can get really tricky with the glutes. And this is where I think a lot of my one-on-one clients are able to progress and able to decrease their pain versus staying in a traditional PT clinic. And that's just because the hip, when it goes into that excessive internal rotation during stance phase, It doesn't necessarily mean there's weakness in the deep hip external rotators, such as the gluteus medius. When I say deep hip external rotators, it also groups together the piriformis and other smaller stability muscles, by the way. But the deep hip external rotators, they're located on the lateral side of the hip. They're usually a little tender after running, and they work hand in hand with the gluteus maximus. We all know the gluteus maximus, the big beefy muscle on your butt. And that is going to control how much internal rotation the hip goes into, especially into single leg stance when you're running. So just because your knee might be caving in and going into excessive hip internal rotation or excessive hip adduction does not mean that you have a weak gluteus medius. It could mean that you have a weak gluteus maximus or that the gluteus maximus is not working a hundred percent like it should because it's now in a single leg stance and it's just not able to control the hip like it should and this is what i see a lot 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 because i see this with runner's knee itb hip pain hip flexor pain low back pain and I think a lot of it has to do with thinking, okay, the knee's caving in in a single leg squat. So that must mean that the gluteus medius is weak. But what you want to look at in a single leg squat, if the knee is caving in towards the other knee, is if the hip is going into hip internal rotation where the kneecap is now facing more inward or 
Is the kneecap continuing to face towards your mirror or straight ahead and the knee is caving in and that would be called hip adduction. So two different things going on, but a lot of the time I'm seeing excessive hip internal rotation where the kneecap is caving in now and rotating inward. And now there's a lot more strain on the lateral side of the hip where the deep hip external rotators are. And one reason that this can get confusing is because the gluteus maximus is a very strong muscle. I mean, it's argued to be the strongest muscle in the body, which I truly believe. So the problem with PT strengthening the gluteus medius is that deep hip external rotators, such as the gluteus medius, are plenty strong. And they're usually a dominant muscle group for a weak and less powerful gluteus maximus. Even if they're not plenty strong and maybe they're a little bit weaker, that's not going to always be the reason that it's contributing to the pain or what's happening at the knee. So when the gluteus maximus cannot contract through the full range of motion, it's not as strong as it should be, especially when running things can just go out of whack. It's one of the strongest muscles in our body, and therefore other muscles start to become dominant, which leads to compensations over time, such as the deep hip external rotators turning on to activate for the glute max, the adductors feeling tight and sore after runs all of a sudden, same with the hip flexors, they might feel really tight or even into the low back. And all of that is just because the gluteus maximus is not able to contract 100% like it should. And I like to just say that the other muscles are working overtime for that weak gluteus maximus where they're dominating and the gluteus maximus therefore is like, you got it. You can take over. I'm just going to sit back and relax. And as you can see, that's just going to cause a ton of compensations because running is so repetitive and a lot of those injuries or pain that you're experiencing probably happened over time. They didn't happen all at once. It wasn't like you went out for a run and now all of a sudden you have severe hip pain. It was okay, maybe you went out for a run and then you had maybe one or two out of 10 hip pain and it never went away. It never got better and it actually is getting worse as you increase your mileage. So now that I explained the role of the gluteus medius, the anatomy of the gluteus medius, it's important that we now strengthen the gluteus medius. Just because a glute max is not activating 100% like it should doesn't mean that you shouldn't strengthen the gluteus medius because of that single leg stability and the role that it plays in running. So let's go over some of my favorite exercises to strengthen the gluteus medius. All you're going to need is a mirror and a resistance loop to perform these. And these are straight from the research. So you're going to see different activation percentages, which I think is cool to compare how much gluteus medius activation is going on with each of these exercises. So let's start with a good old side plank. A side plank actually activates the glute med a lot, a lot, lot, like 80% a lot. When you add in a side plank and you then lift your hip up, so your hip is into, into hip abduction, it now is able to activate it more because you're really targeting the glute med by lifting that hip up into hip abduction. So it increases it to about 85% versus 80 Now, if we're on our back going into a single leg bridge, we are at about 44% muscle activation. 
the one reason I like single leg bridges, if you do them correctly, they work your hips big time. So when you're doing a single leg bridge, I want you to remember to place your hands on your pelvis. And before you even lift your pelvis up, I want you to squeeze your glute muscle and lift it up. And as you're able to progress in that single leg bridge, you can start holding it for five, 10 seconds at a time versus that exercise just as it goes up and down. So once you're able to hold it for five, 10 seconds, then you can pay attention to what is your pelvis doing? Is it rotating? And usually it's going to rotate towards the leg that is in the air. So make sure when your hands are on your pelvis, you can just look down and make sure that the front of your pelvis stays level or in line with each other. And that's why I always love to put hands on your pelvis just so you can pay attention to that. Next up, you have a lateral step up, which is about 60% of muscle activation. And then if you add weight to it, it's going to increase it to about 80%. And then of course the good old single leg squat. And this single leg squat can range from 40% to 95%. And all it takes is just adding more resistance like you're holding a dumbbell. So if you are not training into single leg yet, this should be your wake up call to start progressing into single leg. Now, if you're like, okay, I can do a bridge, I can do a squat, but just picking my leg up seems really intimidating. It can be. And also you might not get the form down immediately. So I want you to slowly progress that bridge into that single leg bridge. Otherwise your form can look sloppy. You might not have the strength to do the exercise correctly with great quality of movement. And therefore you're not going to be strengthening the muscles like you should be. So if you're looking for ways to improve your strength and make it more specific to running, I want you to go through the runner's complete program. It's 12 weeks of strength and mobility exercises that is very specific for runners. And it's really nice too, because it includes three workouts a week. And then if you're in training, you can just drop that down to two workouts a week. Plus you'll have the post-run mobility to go through after your runs and that'll help improve your joint health. All of the workouts can be done at home with minimal equipment. So you don't even need a gym membership and in less than an hour, click the link below in the show notes and you'll get all the information. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you have any specific questions, you can always email me, but also please rate and review it so I can keep bringing you free content. Nothing makes me happier than being able to help runners from all around the world. So thank you again for listening. And as always, have a great run and I'll see you next time. Bye.